Blog Talk Radio. Heavy-handed Jay, y'all know who that goes. The heavy bitch, I'm the man. Bitch, I'm the man. Bitch, I'm the man. Yeah, we back in saddle. It is a Wednesday night, October 9th, and when I say October 9th, that means we're getting towards Halloween. <clears throat> my my my, how this year has flown, y'all. I mean, 2019 has been a blink of an eye. Where has the year gone? I mean, it's summer. It's like it was summer, and here we are on the back end. And my favorite time of the year, I must say, my favorite time of the year. Uh, You know, gets a little chilly out hoodie season. It's when you get to break out all your winter wear. Now, here in Cali, you might not have to have that that triple fat goose or nothing like that. We ain't we ain't got to have that that joint with the with the wool in the motherfucking hoodie. But you definitely get your collection of hoodies together. And that's what I be doing out here, you know what I'm saying? So you, you get to break your hoodies out. Some of your long long sleeve joints and uh get out the shorts for a few months and enjoy some change of season, you know. People from out of town say they miss the seasonal change, seeing the changes, seeing the leaves grow on the trees and seeing snow and seeing spring come and seeing summer and seeing fall and seeing winter. Well, we don't have that here in Cali, God's vacationing spot, a.k.a. We have more of a summer, fallish situation. We kind of do two of the seasons. Summer and fall, little winter, little spring, but predominantly, I'd say six months of summer, three months of fall, and you split a month and a half up of spring and winter, one month and a half each, and you got your 12 months, but enough about the weather. It is a heavy-handed edition. Your boy, heavy-handed J, man. I ain't been here in a minute. So it feels good to be back hollering at the people. Hopefully some of the family calls in and get in on this Week 5 NFL recap. Week 5 NFL recap. You know, I liked, ideally, I would have liked to check in weekly. Just didn't happen. Uh, not happening. Demands, the, the demands of life, y'all. I mean, really, there's nothing more I can say other than, and if you're a real one out there on this grind, you know what the demands of life are. You know that the demands of life 
can take away from things that are your your pleasures and your hobbies. You know, when when work the workload increases and you gotta give that hundred and ten percent. You know, other things are gonna fall to the side, and some of the things that I like to do, hey, just going to the gym. You know, you're, you're so tired from your your responsibilities. That that kind of stuff falls to the side, but nonetheless, we always striving to be more productive, right? Always strive to be more productive, y'all. You know, if you 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 handing a little load and you're going to the gym once or two, you're going to the gym twice a week. You know, for the next two weeks, try to make it three times. And you know, for me, it's like try to get a show in, try to do this, try to do that. So we're always looking out to try to be better, right? But the NFL is underway, and I feel as though there's no better way than to get the juices flowing. Let's do it. Yeah, man, and it's, it's, it's you know, the NFL is great. It's the greatest league, man. You know, I love basketball. Back, basketball really encompasses the hip-hop culture, aside from um, leagues like the NFL, like the MLB, that try to keep a clean-cut image. The NBA really just takes it on and says, yeah, that's us. But the NFL, I don't know. I don't know. It's just when it comes back every September or every, you know, every September when it comes back, it's like it never left. And it's back. And we all had our projections. And, you know, some of the fantasy football dudes out there, a lot of you seem like you're just getting rid of AB. I'm sure it got to be a really tough situation for a lot of you guys who picked up AB because you've had to reevaluate your whole roster and uh, he let a lot of people down so to you fantasy football dudes out there and you got a lot on the line you got to get a crazy haircut or a tattoo I feel for you I feel for you um, but you know you, 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 you sign up for this man and I hear certain certain leagues certain guys are playing for keeps out there so, yeah. But the NFL season is back in full swing. Week five has concluded. I think we're going to start week six here tomorrow. And it's been a fantastic season. So as I log in some information here, let me see. Uh, got a uh, undefeated team or two. <clears throat> One of them being the surprise San Francisco 49ers. Nobody's seen that. And a few other teams, man. So New England's still rolling along, and I think those are the only two undefeated. The San Francisco 49ers at 4-0 and the New England Patriots at 5-0. And uh, as I go down the list here, and definitely probably the worst division in football. So New England should make it to have a first round bye, 
being a divisional game easily skating through here. <clears throat> Easy work, but a few of the narratives we have here starting the season is some big injuries at some key positions. <clears throat> a couple being Ben Roethlisberger being out for the season and Drew Brees going down and being out for, I believe the uh, forecast is six to eight weeks. And this is two teams that, you know, people have projected to be fighting for some sort of contention going down the stretch, that being the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New Orleans Saints. Since the New Orleans Saints, a resurgent Teddy Bridgewater has come out and kept them afloat. Um, For Pittsburgh, doesn't seem to be going as well. Let me see. Where's Pittsburgh here? Let's just be exact about it. Yeah, for Pittsburgh, definitely not going as well at one and four. But for the New Orleans Saints, with Drew Brees being out, Teddy Bridgewater at the helm, they're four and one. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater still showing that old form. Um, guy who started led a team to a playoff berth. So Teddy Bridgewater showing that form, but we're going to still have some weeks to play going ahead. Some big injuries at the quarterback position. Cam Newton included in that. You have Kyle Allen taking over there. And uh, these teams trying to stay afloat while their main players are down with injury. Let's get some um, let's get some commentary from Chris Carter talking about how these teams will uh, do going forward. He'll talk about uh, the Saints and Pittsburgh and uh, how they can keep the keep the winning and keep the the team going while their quarterbacks are injured. Let's give it a listen. The Saints are in a little bit better position than most teams. I I said before the season, I thought there were two backup quarterbacks in the league that ultimately will be starters. Jacoby Brissett with the Colts. Unfortunately, Andrew Luck calls it quits before his 30th birthday. Jacoby Brissett, they thought that too because they give him the big contract to tear up his old deal, give him the big contract that he would be making starting quarterback money. And the other one would be Teddy Bridgewater. Now, I do believe that Jacoby Brissett has a lot better arm than Teddy Bridgewater has, but the over the overall offense and how they run their offense, and Teddy's been there now for more than a year with Sean Payton. I got a lot of confidence in Sean Payton. And then also, out of the 60-65 plays the offense is going to run, Teddy can be removed of some of that burden by Tyson Hill. The quarterback, the utility, the Swiss Army knife, special teams guy, fullback, slot guy, a guy they use out of the backfield, a guy they use in the Wildcat formation. So they're in a unique situation there in New Orleans. They're not like most teams that they lose their quarterback, their season's over with. So I believe that Teddy, because Drew Brees doesn't have a great arm, he just has anticipation, timing, and he's been with Sean Payton for so long. Teddy doesn't have that big arm, but he does have the anticipation. The offense will suffer some. Drew Brees is one of the greatest that we've ever seen. But with Sean Payton, I have a little more confidence than I would going around the National Football League if any of the other starting quarterbacks are hurt.
Should the Panthers ever consider benching Cam? No, not as long as he's healthy, which is what they're saying. If Cam Newton is healthy, he is an excellent quarterback. I will remind everyone again, this man won the MVP not all that long ago, led his team to a Super Bowl, and I got on him for not diving on a loose ball, basically, but they still had a chance to win the game when he didn't dive on that ball in the second half of the Super Bowl. After the season, he was voted by his peers, Stephen A., number one player in football. Not Tom Brady, not Aaron Rodgers, not J.J. Watt at the time. Cam Newton. And that guy, last year in North Turner's offense, before he got hurt, looked like an MVP candidate. He has not been healthy since then. If Cam is healthy, you obviously don't bench an MVP, bring your team to the Super Bowl level player for the backup after one good game. Well, of course not after one good game. But what if it extends to three or four games? And what if this guy goes undefeated while still completing his passes? The guy went yesterday. You talk about Kyle Allen, 19-26, 261 yards, four touchdowns, sacked twice. Oh, by the way, a quarterback rating of 144. What if he does that and they win? Do we look at Cam Newton and say, please, he's Cam Newton. He shouldn't lose his job to injury. When you consider the fact that up until last year, he was struggling to complete 60% of his passes a season, I think that you have to consider that. The fact of the matter is that you keep bringing up Cam Newton and how great he was as a league MVP and making the Super Bowl berth. That was 2015. That's a long time ago in NFL life. In other words, this is four years later. Most NFL players don't get four years. He's gotten it. And the reality of the situation is, is that I keep saying this all the time. Cam Newton is an incredible athlete, and he's a star athlete, a stud athlete. As a thrower of the football, I have always said he leaves a lot to be desired. I have always said he's not, he, he, you know, he's at best the third best quarterback in his own division, let alone the conference. And so when you look at it from that perspective and the fact that you were 0-2 with them and the fact that you were struggling the way that you struggled, I'm saying if Cam Newton is out and this guy Kyle, Kyle Allen comes up in there and he continues to produce the way that he produced yesterday, I think if you're Ron Rivera, you got to consider that because well, if you're Ron Rivera, you got people talking about your own damn job security. That shit. For sure, bro. I don't like that shit. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name.
Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name.
That's all right. Don't worry about what the fuck I be doing. Stay off the weed. It's stay off the weed. And you can't stay off the weed. He ain't. That shit. For sure, bro. I don't like that shit.
Mr. I am dangerous should be I am embarrassed today. That was bad, and it's getting worse. But here is the part that is stunning to me. Richard Sherman said after the game, a first ballot Hall of Famer, defensive back formerly of the Seahawks, now of the 49er, a Stanford guy, he's pretty smart. He said, what's amazing and annoying, he was shocked that Baker Mayfield snubbed him with the handshake. He goes, that's some college blank. It's ridiculous. We're all trying to get psyched up, shaking hands with your opponent. That's NFL etiquette. When you pull that Bush League stuff, that's disrespectful to the game. And believe me, that got us fired up. Baker, this league is hard for Patrick Mahomes with Andy Reid. You watch him against Detroit. You watch him this week against the Colts. This league is eating up a hurdle, roadblock, obstacle for Patrick Mahomes, who can throw it from where I'm sitting to Canton, Ohio, on a straight line. You're 5'11 and a half. Looks like you've gained weight. You run a 4'8", 440 with a rookie head coach and a bad old line. And you're taunting people? Andrew Luck used to, after getting sacked, congratulate the linemen. Tom Brady and Breeze. Always saying, oh my God, this opponent. Russell Wilson, has there ever been anybody that wins and loses with more grace? And you're not in their class. This, in the history of Colin Wright, Colin Wrong, this is my first ballot right. Police video. Leading the NFL in picks. Taunting NFL players. What is that? Bad judgment. That's just bad judgment. Stop with the 29 commercials. I feel dangerous. I'm not saying the season's over. It's not. There's good news on the horizon for Cleveland. But that was embarrassing, and you're making it harder. This league chews up great players. Namath, Favre. It chewed up Andrew Luck and spit him out. And and if you don't think being humble, keeping your head down, what's the old saying? Under deliver, uh, uh, under promise, over deliver. That works in radio, TV, landscaping, government, and it works with quarterbacks. Uh, but that's not the worst part. That's not the worst part. Here's what's really troubling Baker Mayfield is regressing. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name.
like that shit. For sure, bro. I don't like that shit. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. I would strongly consider trading OBJ. And there are three reasons for this. Number one, Cleveland is struggling with their identity. You're asking a rookie head coach to figure out Jarvis Landry, Callaway, Baker, Chubb, a below-average offensive line in OBJ. Okay, they, they are, they're coming up with gadget plays. They are trying so hard to take a gifted, brilliant, and sensitive wide receiver and wedge him sometimes often too much into the game plan. Number two is Kareem Hunt, a great running back, arrives in Cleveland by November 10th. You're going to have another mouth to feed? Chubb, Hunt, Harvey, OBJ, Callaway. You got another mouth to feed November 10th? And number three, Cleveland's offensive line is completely overwhelmed against elite pass rushes. So let me ask you, use Andrew Luck as an example and Deshaun Watson. Everybody ripped Houston when they made that big trade and got Laramie Tunsil. You notice Houston last week? No sacks. Five touchdown passes. Okay, they moved off. Oh, those coveted first-round picks. They solved the left tackle position. Deshaun Watson, not sure if you noticed last week, looked like the MVP. 
it is time to consider moving OBJ. It's not a hot take. It's the action Cleveland should take. They have a surplus of weapons. November 10th, they're adding another. I believe, and by the way, if you look at Odell Beckham's targets this year through week five, he was targeted 11, 10, 9, 7, 6. They are struggling to figure out how to get him the ball. Of course they are. They're a better team when they run. His targets are going down every week. By the way, Baker to Odell, it's not working. The completion percentage for Baker's 53% is passer rating in the 60s. So they're clearly, it's not authentic, it's not organic. They're trying to force this thing to work. I never thought Odell Beckham to Cleveland long-term was a solution. This day, to this day, to this day.
Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name.
Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name.
Hey, listen, I don't have a disco in here. I don't have a disco. Well, let's all start dancing. Yeah. <laughs> say this, man. I'm 56 years old. That's the most fun I've ever had tonight, man. I'm so proud of you. You have no idea. I mean, we've been through a roller coaster already, but what you prove today is one thing. You can beat anybody, anywhere, on any time zone. You got to have a great flight home. We have some injuries. Uh, I want everybody to have a great bye week. You have the whole week off. Love y'all, man, so much. Now let's get home. Win on three. One, two, three. Win! Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. Are the Raiders for real? I vote yes. Mm-hmm. Three and two. I think they're a threat. I watched them play the Chiefs. That was a very weird game. The Chiefs won 28 to 10, but it was not a blowout. Raiders scored 10 points in the first quarter. Chiefs scored 28 in the second quarter. Nothing happened in the second half. John Gruden, and he may get the last lap. Man, he may get the last lap. First, just respect to 
John Gruden for having your team respond to adversity this entire offseason, what was going on, and even throughout the, the season. Perfect. Yeah, perfect and everything. Like, this team shows up and the wins. Coats, which we just saw last night, that's a damn good team. They just beat the Chiefs. Bears and the Broncos, who just beat the Chargers. So now you can't even sleep on them. So quality wins as well, even on the road. Uh, this was a team that I think a lot of teams were looking at and circling, saying that should be a win. We can beat them if we show up. Now, even if you show up, you're going you're to know you've been in a fight with the Raiders. So, yeah, I think they're, they're a real team. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So I'll, I'll complete the trifecta. I mean, listen, they're 3-2 and two right now. That's, they were 4-12 and 12 last year. They're already one game off mm. from, from mm. where they were, total wins last year. Then you look at where they're at in terms of in, in their division, they're only one game out of first place. So um, you've you got to be looking at them, and, and if you're a Raiders fan, you've got to be feeling positive and, and excited about this group. I, I, gave that, I gave, I guess, the example or the illustration of, you know, do you buy into uh, John Gruden? I know we had that conversation. Do you buy into Gruden? Do you buy into him? And that corniness that he brings to the table, like, dude, do we have a disco? I, I feel like dancing. I've never been so happy in my life, right? To the outside world, they may look at it and be like, man, it's disingenuous, feel a certain type of way about it. But guys really buy into John Gruden, and I think we're seeing the, the impact and effects of that. I, I This day, to this day, to this day, 
stay off the weed. It stay off the weed. And you can't stay off the weed. He ain't getting busted for using weed. Stays off <laughs> the weed. You couldn't stay off the weed. Stay off the damn weed. And they don't listen. Stupid. Sit there and stay on the weed. What's next? I, I don't know. Codeine, weed, de- alcohol. I mean, what? What's next? What's next? Day to this day to this day. How do, how do, how y'all doing out there, you cowboy fans everywhere? I know last night was difficult for you. I get it, I get it. You're not going to have an undefeated season after all. I reckon this is a real miserable day for you. But I got some news for you. There's still hope. There's still hope. You're still ahead in the NFC East. You're not going to be perfect, okay? But that doesn't mean you're not going to have a winning season. Guess what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> the Cowboys lost. All right? That's a sign of things to come. I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you. Let me lasso you in on it. Right on up in here. I hope you'll be all right if the season But in case you don't, there's always first takeaway for you. <laughs> How about them cowboys?
Once again, we have a Dak Prescott game where you can take two angles. I'll tell you the angle I take, which is Dallas had no running game, playing a great defense. Amari Cooper could not get open at all. Uh, Jason Witten fumbled. Zeke didn't, but it was called a fumble. Last play of the game, Dak's in position, throwing a Hail Mary for a chance to win. Or you could take this angle. What? No Drew Brees. Saints never score a touchdown. Our defense is unbelievable. And we can't, we can't make one play. Dak can't make one huge play. And the funny thing is, both of those are true. And I'm okay with it. Tell my wife this all the time. Happiness is controlled by expectations. About two months ago, I went to a store with my daughter, and I bought a bunch of cheap T-shirts. They were about 7 bucks a T-shirt. My expectation was those will be good for about four washes, <laughs> and then they just won't fit. And tried to get one on yesterday, it was done, four washes. When I sit in the back of the plane, my expectations are different than when I'm fortunate enough to sit near the front of the plane. What are your expectations? If you're waiting for jaw-dropping with Dak, that's on you. That's not on Dak. You know what I saw yesterday from Dak? I saw what I get every Sunday from Dak. Fourth quarter, Cowboys have a chance to win. Dak never makes that dumb young quarterback throw. He never makes that throw. He's always never too high or too low emotionally. He's almost sort of the classic poker face. He'd be a good poker player. And when guys are open... He hits them. I get that. I get that every game with Dak. Okay? So if you're waiting for Carson Wentz and Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, that, my friends, is on you. He is not not jaw-dropping. He is not breathtaking. He is not spectacular. But I'll tell you what, he doesn't make that throw that Cam Newton does or Kirk Cousins does and get you out of a game. He never, ever puts you in a position where you're like, man, we played great defense and we're not in the game. You're always in the game. And by the way, if you are a Cowboy fan that is saying this this morning, but he'll never make the play that Mahomes will or Carson Wentz will or Russell Wilson will. You're you're right. And it's, 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 you know what that's called? Being a realist. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name.
Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. Stop playing with my fucking name.
hate you black bastards. You stink. I hate your black skin. I hate your black pants. I hate black pepper. I hate black keys on the piano. I hate my gums, because they black. I hate Whoopi Goldberg's lips. I hate the back of Forrest Whitaker's neck. <laughs> Most of all, I hate that black-ass Wesley Snipes.
This day, to this day, to this day.